14 podcast we're back uh and the jays are honestly in on every single player that's ever existed or ever walked the face of the earth that plays the game of baseball avery how are you doing man where are you at with this are we getting used so i was talking to my brother about this kind of the same thing it's like when you get cheated on a lot someone had to pick you in the first place so that's got to mean something to you the Blue Jays being in the talks is doing it for me right now. It's doing it. I'll set hand up. It's doing it for me. It is. And just honestly, seeing the Toronto Blue Jays and Juan Soto and Shohei Otani in the same sentence, that's all I need, brother. That's all I fucking need. That's that's a drug that I can't I can't describe to any single person. Um yeah, the J- so let's talk about it. We talked about uh, Otani on Thursday, I want to say, or Wednesday. We did the Otani uh, pod. Yeah. Uh, thanks for everyone listening. Did really well. Um, let's talk about the Soto stuff, man. I mean, I did a poll on Twitter, and it had like 5,000 people answered it. Otani or Soto, 89% of the people want Shohei Otani. I don't – I get it. Well, I- you have – yeah. We're missing pieces of – who you'd want more because Juan Soto's on a one year expiring deal. Yeah. And then Shohei Otani will be signed for 10 years. So if you put that into perspective, it changes people's opinions, right? Juan Soto at this point, Shohei without the pitching stuff makes him less valuable. It's just how it is, right? Still an otherworldly hitter. And you got to give guys up for him. Exactly. Perfect. And then Juan Soto, you have to give up pieces for for one year you don't know if he's going to resign but he's still a surefire hall of fame bat (laughs) you you just can't get your name into all the time so if you believe in what your team can do and what your front office is capable of you get this guy in your uniform and then you resign him yes and and my thing with this is is he's Obviously, really good friends with Vladdy. We've seen all the videos and the pictures and the offseason stuff of him with Vladdy. I think the Jays' odds of re-signing Juan Soto are surprisingly higher than what people would peg it as, especially with the fact that he wants to play on a good team, clearly. So that's why I probably won't go to the Yankees. Um, and obviously, he said he's going to test out free agency. But the Jays being in on Otani means that they are okay spending the $500 million range the 400 million range on a player. If they miss out on Otani and their focus shifts to Juan Soto, they will do whatever it takes to get that guy signed. Cause you sign Juan Soto for 400 million or whatever it's going to be 450 million. You're essentially saving a hundred million dollars, right? Cause that you would have spent a hundred million dollars more on Shohei Otani. You you're going to be in on Juan Soto and just them being the front runners right now on Juan Soto, according to Hector Gomez, which I don't know how true this is. It gives me hope that at least one of the two is going to be a Toronto Blue Jay. And maybe I'm delusional, but I truly do think one or one or the other will be in playing for the Toronto Blue Jays next year. Yeah, you can't you can't not think that based on all the news that's come out and all the tweets that have happened. For sure it is setting up that if they're out if they're out on Otani, it's Juan Soto's the next one up. And saying that the Yankees aren't gonna negotiate against themselves. So now the Blue Jays are just in. The Yankees are so dumb. Just you do whatever it takes to get a guy who's proven it already against guys who are AAA right now and haven't proven the thing yet. So I think we've seen it. Some 
past Blue Jays trades. Dude, as well. fuck prospects, hu- prospect huggers. <laughs> and I wanted to say this. I tweeted it. If you are protecting Addison Barger, if you are protecting Arelvis Martinez, if you are protecting whatever, who you have no fucking idea if they are going to be good, to get Juan Soto, I hate you. I hate you so much. If you are saying, no, we can't give up Barger for Juan Soto, do you fucking realize how good Juan Soto is? Last year, 35 home runs, 100-plus RBIs, 275 average. What was his on? What was his on? What was his didn't on even come close too. to that. Didn't even come close to that last year. Yeah. This is a guy that is so much better than every single fucking prospect in the system. And if you are a prospect hugger, you're a loser. You're a bum. I mean, did you not learn from the Barrios trade? Because I guarantee you there was people in my comment section in the Barrios trade. Oh, we can't give up Groshans. We can't give up Austin Martin. We can't give up Simeon Woodridge. We can't give up these guys. They're all bums now. They're all bums. All three of them. All of them. They're bums. Matt Chapman trade. All of them are bums. Have we not learned? Have we not learned? I mean, the Blue Jays have a good track record of when they give up to get good talent. But I don't think there's a player on the Blue Jays who's better than Juan Soto just in general. Not even. <laughs> exactly. Not e- like, let's not talk about prospects here. Let's talk about the guys on the team. He's the best player on the Blue Jays as soon as he gets here. Yes. Easily. So and it, I- it, like, and he makes your team. Juan Soto makes your team. If you don't have to give up anyone from that pitching staff, maybe you say Kikuchi. He makes your team an instant World Series contender with this lineup. Instant. Favorite. Inst- easily. Not even close. Favorite. There might be something to be said. Next year, who makes a bigger impact on the Blue Jays, Shohei or Juan Soto? I'll say this, though. And we were talking about it in the Warrior Mentality group chat. I watched the video that Zubes was watching. Shohei Otani home run highlights from last year are fucking fucked. They so no, awesome. no, no, no. This dude is ins- like this dude hits baseballs to places I've never seen before. There is one that I retweeted today that was put in the group chat off of Lance Lynn. This ball was murdered 478 feet. Murdered Avery. I want it. One or the other. Because Juan Soto home runs rock, by the way, too. The Juan way Soto hits him. What is it? The game three home run off Verlander, maybe? Garrett Cole. I remember one off Verlander. That was well, there fucking... was one off Garrett Cole that was th- th- it, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay, maybe I'm thinking. I swear it was off Verlander. I don't know what game it was of the World Series. He hits it to the second deck. It, uh, not Tropicana, Minimade or whatever they call it. That, th- it, it. that was Garrett Cole, I'm pretty sure, bro. I swear it's Verlander. Someone's punching the steering wheel. Maybe there was multiple. I don't know, but, but he I launches a bait. He launches a baseball into the second deck. I and like, and I I get like obviously the thing we haven't com- even talked about the best thing he like the best thing he does. That's get on base. He gets on base like one every two times. He's on. He base had more hard. walks than strikeouts last year. Love that. Like, come on, dude. Like the prospect hoggers. What are we doing? Like we're protecting. Addison Barger over one fucking Soto, dude. Fuck Addison Barger with yeah, all due respect. With all due respect, you like, do whatever. Fuck it him. Takes I'll pack his get... bags for him. I'll pack his fucking bags for him. We're protecting Addison Barger when we're talking. We're protecting Alan Roden. 
And like who these guys aren't even top 100 fucking prospects. I mean, if if they're half as good as Juan Soto, they're MLB all-stars. And we're protecting them. Like I, I see all over Twitter. Oh, we can't give up Alan Roden. Who the fuck is Alan Roden? Is he even a top 100 prospect? No. We're protecting top 200 prospects? That's what the prospect owners are doing? We're protecting top 200 prospects? Who gives a fuck? It's crazy, Avery. That's my entire timeline and comment section. It's like, oh, we can't give up Alan Rote. I will fucking drive to wherever he is, and I'll pack his shit for him. What are we doing protecting Alan Roden? It's a surefire Hall of Famer who's 25 years old, right? It's This is wild that we even have to have this discourse because we are talking a guy that won a World Series and was the best player on his team when he was 19 years old. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Alan Roden is like 100 compared to this guy. (laughs) Alan Roden. Juan Soto's going to be so good when he's Alan Roden's age. That's what I mean. Fuck. But whatever, I guess. I mean, this is where we're so at. Who, uh, okay, let's do more discourse on it because we have to. Like that's, yeah. Juan Soto to Toronto is, I can't believe we're in the talks. And I don't want to be okay with it because that's where I think I'm at. Give me a transaction with the Toronto Blue Jays because we're in Isak Paredes talks at this point. Which, honestly, I don't hate either. No, brother, pull the ball in the he air. He pulls the shit out of the baseball, dude. Yeah. He hates Oppo. And it I think they're just going to find the exact opposite of guys they were in on last year. Yes. Because I I never thought about it, but it is Ross's last shot here at some point. Yeah. He, he's running out. He's running out of time. It's he needs year. that big, it, big move. It's this year or it's not. The team he's built is good. The people he's brought in every year that we look for in free agents are good. No doubt about that. But I mean, there's, there's another splash to be made to keep his job here. And Shohei Otani or the best 18-year-old to ever play Major League Baseball are two pretty good options we can we can work at. I, I just, Avery, I, I honestly have chills. I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy to be here, guys. I don't want to be happy to be here anymore. I'm starting to get Well, that's like, where I am. That's yeah. where I am. And I will tell you this. The day they get one of the, one or the other will be the greatest day on Twitter in the history of my life. I, really, I will never top that. No, because I'm I'm hoping they do it when we're both in the office at some point and we can just go live and talk ball. I like no, we're like we're gonna have to do a pod like that night of obviously, but we definitely have to do a live on it. Well, that'll be like a thousand viewer live. That'll be yeah. fucking crazy. But like the thing is, is. I don't think these prospect huggers, I know we're talking about them this entire time. It's the last comment I'll make. I don't think they realize how good Juan Soto is. And I don't think a lot of the common fan realizes how good Juan Soto is. Like, we're talking about a guy who is like once in a, you can make the argument he is a once in a generation talent, like a once in a generation talent. And you, the fact that he would be considered, quote unquote, a backup option for Shohei Otani for this Toronto Blue Jays team is insane to me. Go show you how, how in Ross Atkins is right now. Like, he is a backup option. A backup. If the Jays don't get Otani. I need I need a transaction. I Them just being a Toronto Blue Jay would do so many things for this team, man. Obviously, Otani, uh, a little more international reach, but 
I would just want to. Ha- I love talking about it. I could talk about it for days, but I just make it happen, man. Holy. Well, fuck. and this is my thing is like. What the Otani stuff is great, right? But does stealing Juan Soto from the Yankees make it a little bit cooler? Wait, then cooler. we just have that over that. I'm like, you guys, you got you broke boys couldn't get Juan Soto. Like you motherfuckers couldn't get Juan Soto. We got him. You know, I think that one ups the Otani stuff a little bit, a 100%. little bit. Just because... being able to say, "Oh, we we got you. Do you didn't? We got Juan Soto. Yeah, you guys wanted him. Congrats on your high ranked uh, farm system, but none of those guys you were able to part with to get a generational hitter that would hit a thousand home runs at your stadium. Oh my god, him France. at Yankee Stadium. Him at Yankee Stadium would be my hell. I'll 100%. say it. Would be my hell, Avery. I this is my thing. Like this is my thing with with uh, Juan Soto in Yankee. He he he's the perfect Yankee. They need a left fielder. <laughs> they need a, a like a a guy that gets on base that doesn't hit like two oh four like the entire lineup they have. He's the perfect Yankee. He's Johnny. He couldn't be a better Yankee. So let's will he let's, look cool in pinstripes? Probably. Yeah, he'd look really fucking cool in pinstripes. Let's get Juan Soto and let's dunk on these fucking bum Yankee fans in our mentions because it'll be the greatest thing ever. Do I think? Listen, okay. What do you hate more right now? Because Cubs fans are being annoying as fuck too. Oh yeah, Cubs fans are fucking losers. They are Chicago Cubs fans. They won eighty three games last year, and they are talking like they are the greatest show on turf. They are talking like, oh, my God, we have a top three prospect system. Surely every single prospect you have will work. Remember Brennan Davis? Number one prospect that you guys had a friend of mine, no disrespect to Brennan. He hit 180 last year in AAA. And he was their number one prospect. So let's pump the brakes on this prospect bullshit, okay? You think Otani's looking at the fucking Cubs prospects before he signs there? No. He doesn't give a fuck. He's looking at the roster right now that has Talkman, Mike Talkman in it. That's what he's looking at. Yankee okay? legend. So shut like I'm so tired. Like I this is my most hated list right now. John Morosi one. Fuck you. Fuck you, John Morosi. Chicago Cubs two. And Yankees thinking like the Yankees fans that are chiming in on Soto to the to the Blue Jays or Otani to the Blue Jays. Just go worry about Volpe, okay? Go worry about your gold glove shortstop. That They are annoying as fuck. Like, John Morosi is doing everything in his power to stay relevant in, in Canadian sports media. Everything in his power. If he could comment on the Blue Jays, he is going to. 100%. He's going to say something stupid and derogatory about the Toronto Blue Jays just to get clicks. I know what you're doing, John. You fucking bum. Didn't he do a tax thing about Canada too or something? No, that know. was uh, Heyman. I, do, do, these... do these guys not realize they get paid in USD? Do, do these dumb fucking reporters and these people on Twitter realize that a ma- major league baseballers get paid in US dollars no matter what team you play for? So what are they talking about with this? Like they're so dumb. Yeah, like the tax rate in Canada and California are crazy oh, yeah. different. California has a worse tax rate than Canada, and he played in fucking L.A. Like, and the team, the other team that is in on him is in L.A. So what are we talking about? It's it's so dumb. But 
I just want something to happen this week. I know winter meetings is happening, and I know last year I think a lot of the signings yeah, took ton place of people during, in winter meetings. Yeah, ton the of people. Arson, signed. arson judge happened during arson judge happened. Uh, obviously today, Jared Kalanick just got dealt to the. What break. was the full deal? Did you see it yet? Yeah, yeah. Evan White was included, and uh, Marco Gonzalez, and they what? got two prospects back. What the fuck is that trade? <laughs> it's a nothing. It's a nothing burger of a trade. So they're, trying to, so they're trying to make room for Otani. I like that. Yeah, they aren't getting Otani. Um, they're okay. broke. I would honestly imagine Avery, and at some point in our lifetime, the Toronto Blue Jays will be Mariners-esque. Actually, I don't know. They have the richest ownership in baseball. I don't think they'll ever be Mariners-esque. Um, they but, sell the team. Yeah. They sell a team, maybe. But, yeah, that, it's a tough tough day in Seattle today. You trade Jared Kalanick at, honestly, his lowest value. <laughs> like the, no, he had a great year till uh, some injuries happened. Okay. Great. Yeah, I guess. I, so what are the Braves season. doing? I, I, he was really good. Like the um, case of the trade, Avery. Uh, Atlanta Braves are traded, or the Mariners have traded Kalanick, Marco Gonzalez, Evan White to the Braves in exchange for Cole Phillips and Jackson Coer. Jackson Coer is a Brave? Holy shit. Yeah. Good trade. He was a, he was a Royal, I believe. Yeah. They're, was actually, they're really, I, I don't know. That's an odd trade. That's a very random trade, but it's a transaction. It's nice to talk the about. Jays talk to the Jays are just the Jays are that guy at the bar, just wheeling and dealing, talking to every single female on the planet. But and, he's not and, like uh, getting; he's not falling flat on their face. Yes, sooner and later that might happen, though. Yeah, um, we'll see. And I'll tell you what, I am awfully, awfully scared of the Toronto Blue Jays not getting either. And then we are the laughing stock of MLB. See, that's where I, I'm ready to not get any of them. Like that's well, we're used to it, right? Yeah. I mean, we're not used to it. We're essentially well, signed big. I'm not going to cry and bitch and complain like I see some people do. That oh, they never get. They always get used for other people. Sure, whatever. You're in the yeah. conversation. If you're having meetings with the players, they're taking the time to listen to your offers. You're there. Who cares? Yeah, if exactly. You. If you can pitch them well enough, and we have a product that makes people want to be here. You're there. They're taking your meetings. Let's do a message to our future self. Let's do two messages. The Jays got Otani or Soto. What would be the message to ourselves? World Series or bust? I think so. What the fuck just happened to your mic? Unrecognized right now. One sec. Avery's mic in shambles, folks. Solo pod. Back to solo. But yeah, I guess I'll I guess I'll take the reins over solo here. But listen. Um the Toronto Blue Jays getting Juan Soto or Shohei Otani to me would be great. It would be the my the greatest moment of my life as a Toronto Blue Jays fan. I don't think it'd be even close. Toronto Blue Jays have never won a seven game series in my lifetime, in your lifetime, Avery. They never won a seven game series. This would be the greatest moment besides a World Series in my lifetime. Getting one of these players. I mean, hundred percent. Like I'm just thinking of fucking well, like oh. 2015, 2016, great too. Like, but it, they didn't do shit. They didn't win an ALCS. They didn't like. We, they didn't go to a World Series. Like this is better. This is like this is better than sex. It's better than my future child. And a lot of I'm showing up to Gate 14 Nation. I've already had two fathers committing to naming their child Shohei and Edward Rogers. Um, so Gate 14 Nation is running strong. But I am so excited, Avery. I don't care. I'm ready to get hurt again. I am so fucking ready to get hurt again. The Jays are all in, baby. So what are we? 
let's do the talk. We need, we do need to have this chat, Johnny. What are we agreeing to do if Shohei is a Blue Jay or Juan Soto is a Blue Jay? Okay, I think it. I think we just a group piss pants. <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore, man. We're too old for that. We're twenty six. How about this? We'll I'm not, 20, I'm not 26 people. yet, man. Respect me. We'll do something for the people. We will buy three listeners Otani or Soto jerseys. So no piss pants. Do you care about the people? No. I, okay, fine. Me and Avery will do a group piss. Group piss and we'll buy a jersey. Okay. Yeah, group piss and we'll buy a gay 14 listener a jersey. Um, a follower a jersey. Okay, fine. Fuck. All right. <laughs> we'll commit to pissing ourselves. I right, Listen, it'll be a funny video. And honestly, Gay 14 Nation, if you guys want to ride with us and you want to piss yourself too and post a video of it, let's get that trend going. Why not? Let's get All everyone right. doing it. It's Tweet totally- at us. If you are listening right now to this, thousands of you are listening to this, commit to pissing yourself. You tweet at us and you mark your name down on our list to commit to piss yourself if Otani or Soto signs here. I want all of Blue Jays' Twitter pissing themselves. Let's start a trend. Let's get viral. All I, right? I'm I do in. love I'm, the, the piss yourself. I mean, the piss yourself is going to be funny. Let's go into some listener questions, Avery. All right. Sorry, I didn't get to the ones last week. That's my bad. Also, I want, how'd your weekend go, John? It was good, man. You guys uh, went out last night. I want, so my brother got married. I'm, I think this is just a funny thing. My yeah. brother got married on Friday. I posted that Instagram picture of me and my nephew um, saying it was a big day. And people thought uh, that I had won custody over my child. Yeah. Um, no, it was just my nephew. It was a big day for his dad, my older brother. So. Weddings are kind of cool, man. It's nice when you get some good people around. For sure. For sure. Yeah, no, I mean, we went to happy, happy birthday, Mike, by the way. Uh, it's, his birthday's going to be when this drops on Monday. What a guy. Fucking legend. Uh, we went to Hail and Mary for his birthday. Um, and it's it was so hot in there oh that, you God. know, when you're in the shower and the, the mirror Steam. fogs, it was the mirrors were fogged in there. Yeah. That's how hot it was in there. And shout out to my friend, Michael Alto for putting on a legacy performance. He was sick and still showed up to the bar. Uh, he wasn't like really, really sick. I'm not calling him a fucking super spreader by any means. He just had like a cold, like he had like a, I think it was a headache or a sore throat or whatever it was. He got, and he showed up and he was in rough shape, but he still put on the show for the boys. So that's the alto effect. That's the alto difference, but let's go to listener questions. All right. How would we feel if big dick Rick was in the prospect package for Juan Soto? Bye. Bye Ricky. Bye buddy. That's the, only, that's the only one that I don't, like, I'm not ready to say, get the fuck out of here. But it's not going to take Ricky, right? It's not. It's it, it, The thing is, it, if it would take Ricky, that would be a one for one. <laughs> I, or, like, it would be him and someone else. It'd be, like, him and, like, a, a Kikuchi or something like that. Or him and, like, something else. I don't think Ricky would be a centerpiece in a trade for Juan Soto, especially a rental player for one year. I don't. I, obviously, the Padres would want him. So, yes, um, I would be disappointed in that. Uh, for sure, I think he is he is in it, hundred percent. And I think Alec Manoa might be in it too. Yeah, that's fine. Bye, Alec. Enjoy yeah. San Diego sun. He would love the sun, Miami. He boy. would love it. He really would. Okay. Um, this question: How's Jr. doing? Jr. is doing well. He, uh, we are about 
a month out from me flying to LA to stay at JR's apartment with like four of our buddies. And today he was in New York talking to some Saudi people. He had to deliver a pair of shoes. He had to take a flight from LA to New York to deliver a pair of shoes. Um, and he doesn't tell anyone anything. So he's alive. Hasn't messaged the chat in a while. He's but... just not a part of gate 14 anymore. I guess we could say it. I mean, he's not, he's no, there's not no, like, I mean, there's just no, there's no, like, I'm not mad at him or anything. Like, he's a busy no. guy. Obviously has a big boy job and he's making a lot of money doing it and stuff like that and stuff that he loves. So he's just not really a part of gate 14 anymore, which is fine. Yeah, Gabriel I mean Johnny he, show. Well, he hasn't been here in months. <laughs> yeah, pretty, yeah. I mean that's pretty it, easy to I say. I mean, if we couldn't, if we couldn't make it more obvious, I mean, yeah, I have another conversation with him, but I'm assuming it's just it's a mutual thing where he's just not going to be a part of Gate 14 more, which is fine. Yeah. Um, obviously, I he, you could tell. Then, like I said, no respect. You could tell he just didn't have a passion for the Toronto Blue Jays, like a no. like 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 how we do, you know. And no, he loves he loves business, and yeah. that's how he wanted to be successful in his field. So, which is fine. So I hope 100%. he's doing well. But yeah, this is the Johnny and Avery show from obviously a month and a month ago to, for forever. So yeah, um, yeah, the best of whatever. I guess I'll answer because I get tons of DMs about it. I don't really. I've kind of been hiding, shying away from it. But yeah, he's not a part of Gate 14 anymore. Okay, does Johnny take the poop pledge for Soto as well, or just Otani? I, I don't like. I committed to it on Twitter. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can make myself shit. That's my thing. Yeah, that's my my was. thing is I don't know if I can. Like the piss thing. When I pissed myself, that took so long. And the people don't know about that. When like the story when I pissed myself, that was the night I first interviewed Jordan Luplo. Uh, that was the first night I met him after his massive season in 2020. So I was like. I kept leaving our interview to take pisses because I kept drinking. I was fucked up during that interview because I wanted to make myself drink so I could piss on the live. Yeah. So I was like so much liquid in my body, dude. It took me so long to make myself piss myself. It was fucking crazy, dude. Absolutely insane. So the poop thing's going to be hard. I'll say, I don't know if I'll be able to do it. Don't we'll do see. You probably shouldn't do the poop thing. Yeah. He thinks I funny. Let's leave out the poop. Yeah. How high of a phone and internet bill are you willing to pay if the Jays sign out? Two hundred and fifty a month. I don't. Dude, give a I fuck. paid three hundred dollars for my phone bill last month. Oh my god. Well, that's because the road trip. I know. But yeah. That, well, that's that's more on. That's my problem. That's a lot. Um. Okay. This is another bullshit thing. Should the Jays consider moving Springer? If so, for what? I'm not listening to Jeff Blair. Sorry. Sorry, Jeff. I just I, I don't care. That that's a nothing burger. That won't happen. So yeah, I. No team so, is going to pick up the George Springer contract. I know. Let's make wow. that very clear. The teams that would pick him up wouldn't pay him that money. Exactly, and, and the Jays would have to eat some of it anyways. Hundred percent. So make... and 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 you're trading Joe like like you're trading George Springer again at a pretty low, low value. Like he didn't. He wasn't good last year. Like why like, would you trade him? No, I don't think you do trade, and you need outfielders at this point. So, I trading him would be moronic at this, at this stage. And you need the, guys that could hit. And I'll say he can hit. He will hit. He yeah. will find a way to hit this year. So, and the way Jeff Blair said it, said I could see it happening, but I don't think it's likely. Shut up, dude, man. I could have <laughs> like I could have said that. I am so tired of these fucking journalists that say. They're, they go ha they go foot in, foot out. Like Scott Mitchell, I wouldn't be shocked something happened. No, 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 dummy. You say it's going to happen or you don't. You don't say shocked bullshit. You don't put half foot in and then take credit when something happened. You either say it's going to happen or you don't. 
And that's that's where you leave it at. Don't be a fucking don't don't try to play this little fake sources bullshit. That's where I'm at with it, Avery. Like Jeff Blair saying, I wouldn't be shocked if I, that will that was a nothing quote. I meant nothing. Hundred percent. I wouldn't be shocked if the Jays traded Vladdy, or I would be shocked if the Jays signed Vladdy in the next two years. Like that's what that's saying. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Any merch dropping for Gate Fourteen Nation? No. So, like well, the thing is, our distributor is a fucking dummy. I'll say it. Like I, I am. I I've had to take the reins and deal with it. So I had to deal with the hundreds of emails from people. They fucked this up. They fucked this up. We didn't get the other shirt we ordered in the thing. We got the wrong shirt in the order. We're trying to find a, I'm trying to find personally a better distributor that I know that I could trust. That's not going to fuck everything up. So until that happens, hopefully the new year, maybe close to the start of the season, I can promise you it'll happen close to the start of the season. That's when that'll happen. Yeah. But right now, I, I don't trust this guy. Like, this guy fucks everything up. So I, that's where I'm at with that. He I, really I, does. Until right. we get a better distributor, that is when we will get – that is when the website will be flowing properly. You'll be getting your stuff on time. It won't be a fuck-up every order. Um, You won't wait four or five weeks for shit to get there because they just forget to answer my emails. That's when we'll go from there. And we're looking for that guy right now, obviously. Because the guy we had, it was funny in the moment, but it's not funny until you realize like people are putting their hard-earned money on our shit. Yeah, no, it, like was, refl- it was never funny. He just sucked. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it was funny the fact that we always had to deal with him and he would just have no clue that he would fuck up. That was the funny part of it. But yeah. this is my thing, man. You guys put your hard-earned money into us. You spend it and you want to buy our stuff and support us. And when this guy fucks this up and that's a reflection on us, I don't like that. doesn't sit right with me. Um, and I, I don't want to have bad reputation, bad raps with fucking our listeners, like with our listeners. So if, until I can trust someone, that is when we'll jump back into the merch game. Yeah. And I can't trust this guy. Because we have honestly, ideas. That's the problem is there's a ton of ideas. You just can't. We can't trust the guy to get it done. Yeah, exactly. How many how many games will you go to if the Jays get Otani and or Juan Soto? This is my thing, Avery. Like with the content that we're going to be able to pump out of this and the clips, especially with the Japanese community, the Otani Otani clips on Twitter, bang. Like they are crazy. Can we talk about my tweet as well? Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that after this. But um, I'm going to try to go to one one game of homestand, maybe two games of homestand. I like we have to like this is the if they do this, this is the best team in baseball on paper. This is the World Series favorite. We have to stream like we have to do that, especially with an Otani or Soto, because it's going to be so much more electric. The games are going to mean more. It's going to be packed. It's going to be fucking awesome. And I'll, I don't give a shit. I will stream when I ha- like all the time if I have to because it's going to be awesome. And, v- and viewing this and watching the, with this with our listeners and our viewers is going to make it so much better. 100%. 100%. Uh, so I had a tweet that I tweeted out. I'll read it here. And also, Jared Rob is talking about that tweet rocked as well. Okay. So I said, I've acquired an exclusive soundbite from Shohei Otani's childhood best friend, where he says Shohei is going to sign with the Toronto Blue Jays. Obviously, it's not Shohei's childhood best friend. That is my. My best friend, my college roommate, who's from Tokyo, I <laughs> sent him a message. I said, hey, Sots, can you say something in Japanese into your phone and send it to me? Yeah. And he was a baseball guy. I played baseball with him in college. 
And so he knows the you say thing. We saw Otani when he came to Toronto for the first time. So he made a video and someone translated too, which sucked because I had no idea what he actually said in there because I don't know Japanese, obviously. And people took that and ran with it. So yes. he did a good job. He just had to speak Japanese into his phone and that rocked. And I said, you have to say something in English. And he did it. He said he's going to be a Blue Jay. And people did It was like a funny that. video. People got mad about it. And like, by the way, the people like just ruining the us having fun, like, I tweeted an Air Canada flight log. It has like 200,000 views on Twitter. And people are like, we're not going to do this, are we? It's a fucking flight log. He is not, obviously, he's not flying fucking Air Canada to Toronto from Japan. He's going to fly private if the Jays get him down here. Obviously, they're meeting with him in Nashville at the meetings. But, like, sh- like people just hate fun, which I that's what I've realized. It's just so yeah. fucking annoying. And that and the fake sources, I'm really pissed off about, like, the people that are just pretending they know stuff. It's just it's really annoying. So there's a couple other things. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Do you think Otani's a dog and bear or Paris, Texas guy? Does, do you think he likes EDM? Like, I feel like he would like the music at dog and bear, right? I think so too. Yeah. I think he'd love the music at dog and bear. I'm going to say dog and bear. I don't I think, think he's a country music guy. I'll so, say it. That'd be my answer as well. Yeah. That's all we got. All right. Now let's do it. Awesome interview. Obviously a guy that I just chirped a lot on Twitter <laughs> for being a dog shit interview. I think it was great. Honestly, I think he did a great job there. Obviously, a little more polished than he was when I met him uh, when he was on the Brewers. That was when I had him on. Um, great guy. Let's cut it to the Bowden Francis interview. Love you guys. Make sure you guys, by the way, make sure you guys like the YouTube video. Subscribe. We got a ton of subscribers from, from, from that Thursday pod. Maybe we'll do a micro pod again on Thursday for the people. Maybe see like with the winter meeting, stuff like that. Or obviously, if something big happens, you know, we'll be doing that. But uh, yeah, let's cut it to the Bowden Francis interview. All right, we are now joined by our old friend of mine, a guy that played a massive part this year for the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays, Juco Bandit, relief pitcher, Bowden Francis of the Toronto Blue Jays. What's up, brother? How we doing, man? I'm good, man. Good to be back. It's good to be back. And listen, let's address the elephant in the room. I tweeted about you coming on my old podcast. Let's let's talk about it. It I mean, it was just we weren't snapping it around. That's all. You weren't familiar with what with uh, there was nothing personal. It was just we weren't snapping it around, so I didn't post the podcast. But you saw the tweets, right? Because I mean, I, a little background story. You saw you saw my tweet, and then you texted Luplo like, "What the fuck's this guy's deal?" You didn't know I was joking, obviously, but that was obviously the backstory with it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, Tower Osik too. Yeah, it was Tyler Osik was on the podcast. It was me, you know, me and my buddy Osik. And, uh, yeah, we just had you on. It was just like you were obviously in a weird space. I mean, you were about to become a father, I think. I think you were literally just about to have your kid. Uh, so, yeah, it was just a weird, a weird, weird space. But we're buzzing now. We're good. We, we, we were talking over DMs. You were like, you're, you respect the hustle. You respect the grind. So I'm glad to have you on, man. So, anyways, how are you doing, though, brother? How are you feeling? Good. Training's doing good. Um, this is probably my favorite offseason so far, just – having a good spot down here and like I'm training twice a day, twice a day is at, uh, at the complex. So it's, it's ticking along. Well, the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays complex. Yeah. Yeah. They're down here. So this is a good, they have a good complex to be at. And, um, I guess spring training, it's easy to be in one little hub. So we're just renting a house down here and it's going to be easy transition with just to having the family and not being like a little studio apartment. Like every other spring training. Have, have yeah. they talked to you uh, much about your plans for next year? Are they talking about stretching out early in the spring or what? 
how they talked about kind of where what your role is going to be i think it's just like come in normal like come in built up come in to start and then kind of adapt from there it just depends on the whole depth chart you know but that's some shit that i can't really be thinking about so i'm just trying to eat you know i'm hungry and i want to i'm trying to just get out I mean, you did you did pretty good job of fucking doing that last year. I mean, you were on the loose last year, one of the best pitchers out of the pen for this team, especially the long relief stuff once uh, Trevor Richards went down. But what are you more comfortable doing? I mean, obviously, it's a weird role for you. You're like a natural starter guy of the body type of a starter, and obviously you've, you're comfortable throwing multiple, multiple innings. So what are you more comfortable with? Are you just like you don't care, or like or do you prefer to be a starting pitcher? Uh, I want to be a starter, but – I know this whole, like, your whole rookie year, it's so, like, I'm just trying to get my rookie year almost, you know what I'm saying? So, it's, like, I'm still on that little, like, whatever's cool as long as I'm here type thing. But I just know, like, in the back of my mind that, like, starting is still my goal. And, like, I don't know. It feels out of place. It's, like, if you're, I don't know, it's just get a new position. It's different. It's definitely different mentally, at least. I've always just been so used to starting and is, is it more like a big routine thing for you are you go by at the same time everything so you find it different when you're in the pen instead of having kind of regimented pre-game stuff compared to that i'm pretty like free-flowing so i think that i think that's why the pen was like not too hard of a transition but it was just felt funny but um i'm not super like structured like this is the time this is the time i'm pretty more like I don't know, I'm pretty loosey goosey. If uh, I'm pretty like, everyone's like, "What's wrong with that guy?" It's kind of like <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little crazy up top, but I think I just that's just how I'm, I've always been. I don't know, I'm just kind of loose. Yeah, I mean, obviously, just going like being the starter and all that type of stuff. It's definitely just like a weird transition because I believe you were like starting games in AAA, and then they call you up, and then you have to kind of start coming out of the bullpen. Was that first game you came out of the bullpen in the show? like a really tough adjustment for you, especially, I mean, you're coming in there and you're facing big league hitting in a role that you're not quite familiar with. Was that like the biggest challenge or obstacle you kind of had this year? Yeah, I had some like forearm stiffness early in the year. So that was like the biggest, probably like hardest thing. But um, I don't think I, I knew when Richard started that game that I was going to pitch that day. Like I just know because they told me and so it was like, I think I threw right before the game, like super close. So I knew like, I literally just treated it like a start basically. I knew I was going to be like about the fourth inning and I almost it was like, it could be a rain delay. So like that was my mind. So like, it was like kind of be ready whenever, but around this time. So I just knew like I could do all my stuff, feel loose. And then like, it's just go time. You got to trust it when you get it. So I want to go back. We have two, two Juco bandits here. I wasn't lucky enough to be, to be a juco bandit but chipola has a nice little funnel from being uh playing at chipola and being a blue jay obviously russell martin did that and jose batista did that too right you also yeah. pitched in a national championship game did you not your national champion yeah it was, it was not a good game but we, we won it <laughs> yeah it was a, it was a sand jack sand jack was a wagon back there but you guys still still made it through were you more nervous to pitch in a national championship juco game or your major league debut Dude, I probably was more nervous than the national championship for some reason. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, it was game two of three, right? 
I was just dreaming when I was in the big leagues. So like, it just felt like they were shooting a movie and we were just playing the game. Like it was just felt super, I don't know. I wasn't even nervous. I can't really explain the nerve. It wasn't nervous though. So you thought, like, you, were, you thought you were on the set of fucking Little Big League when you were playing in the fucking show. That's absolutely crazy. That's absolutely crazy. But going into that JUCO stuff, obviously Florida junior colleges are the hardest of the hard. I mean, I've heard stories of like how like the, the offseason, like the fall training you guys do and stuff like that. Was it as hard in Achapola as I had it in Nebraska, like where you're running every single day, two-a-day workouts, like you're you're practicing three four hours a day. Was it as hard as it was at majority JUCOs in America? It really was because it was like the day just didn't even class like never even mattered. Like it was just like <laughs> we woke up and we're like, all right, we got to be at the field at twelve. It wasn't like we got three classes and we got lunch. It was just like fuck, we got to work. We got to. It's like long ass practice with conditioning, and then you got to go fucking clean your shit. Yeah, like jersey and pants, and then. We would like sneak in actually like late at night and work out. It was weird. We had just like a bunch of grinders that were just like, we got to get it. And we would just break through this little sliding glass door and get after it at night. But those days are crazy because um, I don't know. I just, it, it flew by in those little two years. Like there's nothing like that. So I just always try to think about that time. And you got drafted after both years, right? And there was just the money wasn't right to go year one and came back and won a national championship, right? Yeah, it wasn't even the money. I um, I don't think I was just ready. I think like uh, I didn't even know I was going to get drafted. I didn't know we were on our way to the beach, me and my dad. And, like, they – I got, like, a text saying, like, congrats. And I'm like, something must have happened. So, it, like, the, then the guy calls me. I'm like, I'm drafted. I was like – we go to this little tiki bar we get like hammered and i'm like dude this is weird like what do i even do me and my dad are talking about it and we're like well we weren't even like prepared about it and i didn't i didn't feel like i was giving my all to be ready for that time and i was like if i'm getting drafted like right now and i'm like not really giving it all like let's just go in this next year and like fucking get after it see what happens and then boom it was like it's just everything's meant to be to me and i always feel like it's all timing. I didn't feel right at it, but it's sick. Yeah, and I know you were a uh, – so, obviously, you're not a big party guy, which is something I learned. Obviously, like you said, you don't like to get after. You just kind of like to just chill. How hard was it for you to not go to Florida State after JUCO? I mean, that's one of the best – listen, I know you're not a party guy, but that is one of the best, like, party schools in America. It's electric. The college game days there are sick for football. How hard was that for you to not, like, at least experience – division one baseball and experience like the division one lifestyle as a student it was i mean now looking back i'm like dude that seems sick um just being back at that hometown and like and yeah i did like all through middle school high school i said middle school a little bit of middle school but high school i did get after it and uh <laughs> and so like i think like i got it out of the way and then like once i got drafted i was like i mean once I fuck. I got like that college interest. I was just like super hyper focused at that point, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not drinking like like I used to at least." And I don't know. And then it's just way different. But being at Florida State would have been uh, crazy because I feel like I didn't play against my family a lot, like with them around, and like that would have been badass. 
Yeah. Another another interesting thing to me, I think, as as a Canadian, is you playing in the Winter League last year. I need to know as someone who Puerto Rican Winter League, right? Last year. Yeah. What What in the world was that experience like? <laughs> Dude, it was um. I, dude, I had no like expectations going in. Like I just had a shitty year. Like, but I felt like that last month of the season was good. And I was like, I think I need to rep rep whatever I'm feeling because like my mechanics had a little change and like fastball was coming out good. Everything was sharper, and I was just like, I need to take this in and like go for another month and really groove with what I'm grooving right now. So, dude, it was wild. Though. They had air horns and there was like people were so loud. They had drums and trumpets and it was just something you never even expect there's fights in the stands and but it was just fucking it was savage it was awesome i feel like it totally turned my whole career i mean i would just by gaining my confidence i gained like just being myself out there like there's a lot of positive came out of it what if what if major league fans were like that do you think that'd be better yeah i always think so i always think like i hear that like over in asia they're like so dialed into every pitch they're like always got some kind of sound going on and music and they're just so focused and i think now in the states it's like everyone's posting a video or like they're just drinking their hot like drinking their beer and their hot dog you know yeah that makes sense i mean speaking about like you like your, your career being turned around i gotta ask you this from a guy to guy standpoint here do you ever look at the stats and the numbers you put up last year or watch videos of you carving and be like holy fuck i'm a dog like, did you just, like, did you look at that shit? I know, obviously, you're a humble dude and all that type of stuff, but, I mean, last year, let's let's go over the stats here. Just absolutely absurd. I mean, a one, where was the ERA? A one seven ERA, 36 innings pitched, 22 hits, just absurd shit, .83 whip, absolutely ridiculous fucking numbers. Like, do you get it? Have you had a chance to kind of step back and be like, I really just did that at the big league level? Uh, dude, that's a good question. Um, I hear like a lot of people like saying like congratulations and all this stuff and like, um, but yeah, like I do, I watch the video all the time, you know, I'm always trying to like, it's always about self-hype and like manifesting and like knowing that that's normal to me so I can keep continuing to build instead of me like stepping back and being like, holy shit, that was so good. Like, can we do this again? Like, I don't, you know, I don't ever want to be like a fluke in me to like, be eye opened, but it's obviously humbling. And I step back and I'm like, like we did this. Let's fucking keep going. And we like it's, it's like a quick, a quick celebration. And it's like, all right, let's watch video and and like visualize it and get back into it. Don't get too like caught up and if you're still talking about yesterday, you haven't had enough today type thing. So last year, kind of the change seemed like a nice little velo bump for you, right? Where uh, where are you at this off season? Is it a mechanical tweak? Are we still? I mean, obviously, more velo is nice every single off season, right? What are you trying to go into this off season with, or kind of come out in with uh, for spring training? Just to continue with sharpening mechanics, like just always being more more like explosive and more pops. I get the velo, but I want to add in a little splitter. Um, you got some good guys to learn the splitter from. Is that breaking news? Is that breaking news? Bowden Francis learning a splitter? <laughs> <laughs> I threw it four times last year in AAA, so it still hasn't been brought up to the public. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I mean, I listen. I, you you can learn it from Swanee. You can learn it from Gossman. I'm sure fucking our guy Bassett probably knows how to throw a nasty splitter as well. You got tons of guys you can learn that from. Yeah, that's who actually showed it. Bassett was the last day of spring training last year, and we we were tinkering with it. But uh, this year, I actually have like an off season to work on it. So now I'm kind of I'm meshing like him and Swanee's together. Okay, Gossman's is too much. Too much going on. <laughs> Speaking about uh, yeah, speaking about those guys and all that type of stuff. Obviously, um, Swanee told a couple funny stories from just the bullpen guys and like how good the vibes are down there and all that type of stuff. I gotta ask you, being the rookie there, who's the alpha in that bullpen? Like, who's the guy that's kind of walking around with a big chest that you're just like, we don't fuck with that guy. That's the big boy there. Who's like, who's the guy that's kind of chirping everyone that just has the respect from everyone in that in that uh in that bullpen? My guy, six eight. <laughs> Six eight. <laughs> yeah, Romy. Romy walks around. I mean, you know, like he's gonna be funny in the first like four innings, but then after like once the game settles in, it's uh, you know, he's he's walking around. He's ready to hunt. No one's talking to him. That's what Swanee said. Swanee says like the first four innings, he's like fucking around, like just having a good time in the bullpen, and then it's like no one even look at him because this guy's going fucking lunatic mode. Yeah, I mean, you can obviously talk to him, but a stupid question, it just won't even be answered, though. Like, just, <laughs> just grab a water and sit down. What What are you like uh, during the games? Because I know some people won't talk like him, but, I mean, where, what do you do during the games? No, I like to talk. I like to keep it pretty light. There's got to be a time where everyone kind of knows when they're about to pitch, so they got to kind of mentally yeah. lock in before you go, right? So, So I was like, so then in that case, like, I was pretty talkative until we were up by, like, seven runs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, the garbage time. Listen, man, I mean, obviously, like, it's just at the end of the day, those numbers are still absolutely fucked. Like, I don't even care if you pitch when the Jays were up 50 and facing guys, like, hitting the other way. Those numbers are absolutely insane. But speaking about that, like, crucial moments in the season, crucial moments in the game. What was like the most? I know you're not a nervous guy, but what was like the biggest moment you felt you pitched in this year, or like a crucial moment where you're like, "This is when the boys need me here." Like they need me to at least eat innings, or they need me to throw up a couple zeros here. Hmm. Uh, I think in Cincinnati, I had that three inning save, and I think that was like a good saver for them. I think they were throwing a lot at that time, and I wasn't, and um. I don't know if we had an off day the next day, but I know just eating that last – I know there's a lot of guys that, like, did not need to throw that day, and so I was just like, fuck yeah, let's take it home. Oh, yeah, the 10-3 win, yeah. Yeah, that was the yeah. Sunday after we left, and we didn't even yeah, get to see it. that was after we left, yeah. <laughs> uh, where is the uh, – what was kind of like your welcome to the big leagues moment, whether it was, whether it was in a game or kind of travel type thing? Welcome oh, to the bigs. Even like an at bat, you face someone, you just kind of look back. It's like, oh fuck, that was pretty cool. I have to be like the flights, and like when you got to your first hotel, the whole process is like, damn. That's a little bit better than the bus rides. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. You're not touching your bags, and it's just wild. I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of stuff that goes into it, but yeah, that whole part was just like, wow. Yeah, you just your oh, oh. debut, but I was home for we had like a, a nine game stretch so i was up for seven days and we were up at home the whole time so i didn't get to travel last year so this year was actually the first time 
Got to try so you, so this year, I know not to bring up home run balls. You gave up very little home runs, by the way, but you did give up a home run to Bryce Harper. Do you remember that exact sequence or that exact at bat? Like, do you remember the home runs you give up and just be like, I threw a fucking mis- a cookie right down the middle, or I hung a pitch, or any of that type of shit? Uh, that one like just kind of sticks because it's a name, obviously. But yeah, I remember. I don't know the whole like. What did I get to that pitch? But I knew it was a curveball, I think. Right? Two strikes. Yeah. So. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, fuck, I wanted to get that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, it, it kind of, listen, it kind of rocks giving up a home. If you're going to give a home run up to someone, give it to one of, the, like, the best hitters ever. Right? Like, I mean, give it to fucking Bryce Harper. You could tell your grandkids you gave up a home run to Bryce Harper. You faced them. If I'm giving up a home run and I'm a big leaguer, I want it to be to Bryce Harper. But speaking about that welcome to the big leagues moment, I always ask this to the big leaguers we have on the podcast and stuff like that. What's the biggest, like, this is the show type of thing that you've had? Like, I know Tyler Glass now told me it was, like, the water pressure in the fucking showers. Tyler Matzik talks about, like, um, it's unlimited, like, team gear. You can get whatever the fuck you want. Some people say it's the clubbies. Like, what is your thing? Like, this is the big leagues. Like, this is way different than the minor leagues. Oh, man. Dude, I think... um, I mean, they had heated towels in a lot of the fields, which is like, (laughs) fuck, out of these little heaters. But um, (laughs) I think just something as simple as, like, the masseuse. I was I could get, get a massage every like we didn't have that down there, you know. So <laughs> you got the gun. You got the gun down there, you got to do by yourself, bro. They don't they don't have masseuses down in AAA. So that makes yeah. sense for sure. Yeah. I've always liked massages growing up. And I was like, fuck. Those are free. <laughs> and he oh, it's not free, he tip at the end, but he does a good job. What's it uh what's it like working with Pete Walker? You guys have a good little working relationship? The goat. Yeah, he is the man, dude. He's just a fiery. He knows how to get your confidence built up. He's just, he's got great energy. He's always the same guy. He's just, he's a great person to be in that position. I don't know. I love, we're super grateful to have him. Yeah, we say, or Swanee said to us, he has a nice blend of like the old school style and the new school style. What are, what do you like looking at post outing? Are you into some of the advanced analytics stuff or is at the end of the day, obviously the most important thing is throwing up a zero every time you pitch. Right. I, I look at the hard hit balls. Um, just kind of see like where it was first of all. And then if it is a good spot, then I won't really look into deep into it, but if it is like, and it was a good time, I'd, I'd go back in that bat and I'll look at the whole, like, all right, what do we set them up with? How did we go wrong? And then, kind of go from there if i know i'm facing them again other than that like mechanically i'll like i'll look at some good strikes i don't really like looking at the bad like if i'm th- blowing doors like i'll just like look at a couple of those save the video and then like rewatch those how much does the team give you of that is it kind of like just readily accessible do you post outing right away um in the big leagues they have like a computer room basically and you can walk in there so it's super- that is fucking incredible <laughs> That is absolutely insane. You could probably see, like, literally, the like how you grip the ball. They probably have that shit zoomed in on your fucking hand. That's absolutely insane. Is that 
like so you you do you use that frequently like every single day like after every single outing are you really locked in on that type of stuff i'm not i mean i like just watching me just repetition i i don't like to look too deep into it but i like looking at like me having success so i just like watching me get outs and like over and over and over just to, like i don't know, embed to my mind that i can do that year in year out i don't know why i just it's a big thing for me. I just watch visualizing. Boom. Keep me doing it. Who's who's someone uh, on the staff who sits in that room a lot, loves to look at stuff? On the staff? I've seen Bassett in there a good bit. <laughs> he, likes, he likes tinkering. So he's always like, he's just so crafty. He's got fucking nine bitches. So he's always got to see something. You know, he's always got to critique something because mechanics change so much from pitch to pitch. At the little microscopical point, but like his wrist, his wrist always has to move on different stuff. So it's like he's always got to watch it. Yeah, I wish he focused that much on Fortnite. I was about to say he would probably look at his Fortnite highlights. Then we get, then we then we get a couple more wins with him on Fortnite if he did that. But I just speak. What? Are y'all still playing? Yeah, we run it with Bassett every night. Bassett, Bassett's locked in on that shit. We played till 3 a.m. last night. But speaking about, like, the, the Bassett's and the Gossman's and, like, the Swannies, I know Swannies isn't, like, when I call him a vet. But how much of an impact is, like, having those guys in the locker room, in the clubhouse, throwing with you guys? How much of an impact do those guys make? Like, a Kevin Gossman, who's had success in the big leagues, who's obviously kind of came from nothing in the big leagues, DFA to a, a third and Cy Young voting. Like, how much of an impact does that play on you? greatly just because how um like personable they are and how inviting they are like they're there's no ego and they just like they want you to learn they want you to like ask questions they want you to kind of be around there and and learn because they're always like they always like talking and, and tinkering with stuff and i don't know they always like talking baseball and talking shop and it's just cool to see them as a as like a helper and they're just, they're not there to be clicky. They're just, they're like, whatever, whoever wants to talk, like come talk. It's super, I don't know. I, st- I felt really comfortable around them and I was just super grateful about that. Would you really try and pick their brains more than some of the relievers based on you trying to be a starter down the line, still get to the big leagues, stay in a rotation? I feel like, yeah, I feel like we always wound up talking more just cause like that was normal to me is like, go watch bullpens and like, go watch the starters throw their sides or just after throw catch, like just sit around the, on the sideline and talk. Like, I don't know. I always felt like I was always around. So I just continue to do that up there and I'd always run into them a lot. So our conversation would always go. Pass is the man, bro. He, uh, he is, he's such a good dude. One of the best, one of the best in the business, but speaking about like you being a rookie and all that type of stuff, um, what was the initiation you had to do last year? Cause I know Schneids and, uh, Ernie had to dress up, like, wear a costume, I believe, to the last road trip or whatever you guys went on. What was your rookie initiation last year as a pitcher? Flat? So, um, you're talking about this year, right? Yeah, this year. Sorry, this year. Mine was pretty easy. They It took them a while. I don't know if they, like, <laughs> forgot that I was a rookie. Or, but <laughs> it, I did mine, like, after Spencer, I think. And... I just had to sing on the bus and tell him a story. And just, <laughs> what song? What was the song of choice? Um, fucking listen, baby. Ain't no- <laughs> they had you go the high notes. 
They had the most voice had you going on the high notes. Whoa, that's fucking electric. It didn't last long. That microphone's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and also you going into, I mean, obviously this 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 year is kind of like a crucial year for this club. Obviously, the guys are getting a year older. Uh, you're coming back with like obviously the best pitching staff in baseball. What was it like just being in that room, knowing that every single guy that toes the rubber, every single guy that's warming up in that bullpen is an absolute fucking dog? Like, where was the confidence like in that clubhouse, seeing the bullpen have so much success, the starting rotation have so much success? I think it was the second lowest DRA in baseball, right, Avery? The whole pitching staff? Something like that. But what was yeah. it like? What was that locker room like? It was just like feeding the beast. It was we had we'd have those meetings and then we'd have like little hype up video, kind of like what I've been talking about, just like us being successful, getting outs, strikeouts. Um, and then like, it was just like an aura and the starters would start it, you know? And we, we just felt like when we got to that first inning in the bullpen, we we're like, it's not that we checked out for six innings, but like we could, cause it was, every time I was up, I felt like it was a zero to one, zero to two till the sixth, seventh inning. And it was just like, these guys are dogs and we trust them. And, they just started that like, confidence and we just kind of built on it. And then the whole, the whole bullpen just fed off that, you know, it's like cancerous. How much better is, was the bullpen upgrade this year? Like the physical bullpen. Yeah, it was serious. We had some flamethrowers this year. It was crazy. I hope, I don't know, it's interesting to see, you know, free agency and stuff, but. He's still, like, he, but he's oh, also like the actual, like, like the, the like he his dumb brain is talking about the actual like, bullpen, like the elevated seats, like you guys have like coffee room down there. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's like a, a lounge, you know. It feels funny. It's like too comfortable. I want, I want like the old splinter benches back. You're a JUCO guy. You're, you're a JUCO. Yeah. You're you you're used to the shit, the dog shit bullpens. But I will say this: I've seen videos. And Swanee um, talked about it, obviously, on the podcast. He said it's just – it's insane. Like, you guys could just, in the middle of a game, just go into – and literally just – you're at a coffee shop, like, right behind yeah. the fucking bullpen. But what was it like being that close to the fans this year? I mean, you're warming up, and you got fans in your fucking ear, like, literally two feet away from you in the bullpen. Was that hard to adjust to? Um, From AAA, yeah. But then, like, once we started traveling around, like, I just realized it was kind of pretty normal, like – being in Fenway and a lot of those stands are so close, but they do a good, pretty good job with like not yelling at your face. I haven't experienced that yet, but like I know security will probably get on them, right? Or have you seen it get out of hand? I don't. You can't be chirping the home team. You can't be chirping the home team, but I think on the other side, you're allowed to chirp. If they, and I will say this though, if, 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 if you can't, that's like, what the fuck's the point of that bullpen? Like, move it down to the ground again if you can't chirp the other team. I know, obviously, you can't throw shit, obviously, but if, you could, if you're if you chirping, just chirp that. But have you got it bad from fans this year? Like, what's like the, wor- what, what's like the worst stadium you've visited um, with fans coming at you while you're warming up? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of that one. Because you been- played in Baltimore. You played in Texas. Obviously, yeah. you, you you were at Fenway, too, warming up in the bullpen in Fenway, so that had to be at least a little I bit bad. Fenway, probably. They are just like, oh, I let, like, six fly, and they're like, oh. they just start doing the whole strike thing, you know, like, <laughs> we're going to play it in there. we got to get in the strike zone. Yeah, that's, yeah. The fa- yeah. Swanee left his glove and a fan stole it. I don't know if you remember that. Do you remember that? There. <laughs> Was he the only person who didn't know it happened? I think, and then I – 
I think a security guard or someone brought down the glove. <laughs> go, how did that guy have the have your glove? And he was like, I don't know. And then the guy can't security guard came in later, and he was like, you know, someone like snagged your glove off the dugout. Like, he just laid up there and got his cup of coffee, and it was gone. <laughs> what are what are you the like? What do you do while you're waiting to pitch? Like, are you a Zen guy? Are you a dip guy? Like, what are, what are you ripping up up there in that bullpen? I know Swanee's a Zen guy, but what are you doing? Dude, I'm just hitting some. I just drink water and salt and like. For- <laughs> That's it. You're not. A, you don't. You don't. You don't take advantage of the free zen you get whenever. Whenever you're fucking in the bullpen. Those things make me dizzy, man. I can't do those things. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be there about to throw a baseball. Yeah, that makes sense. And the I last thing, the last not- thing I want to talk about. Obviously, you had really cool cleats this year with your with with your child, right? Your child designed your cleats. Let's talk about those. Which ones? Like the oh. you had cleats designed. Right? Yeah, yeah. I just had him. They were just white, blank. And um, he was painting one day. And I was like, oh, I have an extra pair of cleats. So I went and grabbed him. It was pretty close to Father's Day. And uh, so he was painting like this on a picture, like on a piece of paper. But I had him like just go crazy on my cleats. So they, I let him dry and it was turned out fire. That is fucking electric, man. I So are you allowed to wear those all the time? Or is there like, do you have to send in to major league baseball like the cleats that you're wanting to wear every single game and stuff like that uh no you can kind of wear whatever you want now okay okay that'll play i have a proposition what's what's your walk-in song like what's your song out of the bullpen this year what was it it was called come on um by collie buds okay we gotta we gotta gotta top you into the house music scene get the people going a little bit at the rogers center man i mean uh you'll start you'll start getting the people going i mean small i think Schneider had the stroke, right, yeah. Avery? Yeah. Yeah. You got to get something that gets the people going. You got to you got to get something relatable about. It. I mean, obviously, you're trying to be a starter next year, and there's a spot that opened up, obviously, with uh, Ryu being gone, probably, and stuff. And uh, I'm assuming, yeah, the, the five the five spots going to be open now. But you got to get something going there, man. You got to get the crowd going with it. So with a song that's relatable, everyone knows. I think a lot of people know that song. What what's the song called? Let me play it. It's called "Come Around" by Collie Buds. Okay, let me let me search it up here. There's a lot of smokers in Toronto. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, this is I mean, this. I mean, this is just okay. Yeah, look, a couple people smoke a little. A little Kevin Gossman's around the stadium, just getting after a little <laughs> bit. But I do respect that. Uh, so this is the last thing I want to talk about, obviously. And like I mentioned, there's kind of a spot really opening up there in that fifth uh, fifth spot in the rotation. Is that your mindset going into the spring training? Like, are you pretty much saying like I? Have you made that point very clear to the front office? Have you made that point very clear? Or are you just saying you just want to be on you want to be on the big league roster come opening day? Like where are you at with that? No, my goal is just to be the starter, but like I can't really think about the depth chart and all that. Like, and I don't want them to think that I'm like overstressing about it either. So like I just know that I've expressed numerous times that like I'm coming for that starting spot one day. I don't care like how long it takes or like when they'd know I want to start. And I think it's all this timing. It's all like opportunity and me when I got to fucking take it when it's there. That first start's going to hit like fucking crack, but <laughs> that that's going to absolutely rock. But I want last thing. Are you married to the number 44? Are we going to work on that next year? Like, where are you at here? Is number 44 going to be with you your entire career or are we, are we going to switch it up? I think 44 is there to stay. I like it. It's a good number. It's a great pitch. It's number. worked for you. 
it's what you can't. I mean, one seventy all right. You can't switch it up now, right? You gotta you gotta stick with where you're at. I gotta text the Cubbies after this podcast. <laughs> Keep forty four. Who are you I the closest? To- who are you the closest with, by the way, on the team? Like, who's one guy where it's like you kind of sip aside on the plane, or you're kind of like getting along with the best? Uh, Pearson's up there. Um, I always sat with Bijo too. Just some homies. Biggio? Yeah. Does he know? Okay, I don't know if you're really locked in on social media, but we kind of made the joke that Biggio fucks a lot on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming maybe you can bring that up to him next time. Maybe we can get him on the podcast. But we have started a massive rumor. So what happened is Buck Martinez said he started to have a lot of success. He tried. You know that well, clip? Sex, right? <laughs> yeah, he said sex. So we just started the joke that Calvin Biggio fucks. So we're yeah. all in on the Calvin Vigio trade. He's electric, is he? Is he just the best teammate ever? He is. He's actually he's the man. I love that guy. Need bubble. Need bubble Vigio on this podcast. Anyways, Bowden, man, listen. Long time coming here, obviously. Uh, by the way, obviously electric when you were on the Fan 590 and you just said fuck right in the middle <laughs> of the pod, right in the middle of the episode, and I tweeted it, which is what started our DM conversation. But I appreciate you coming on this, man. Obviously, incredible year last year. We're rooting for you next year. I'll be locked in. You know we'll be locked in on Bowden Francis next year. And uh, honestly, man, keep doing your thing. Pumped to see you, and I appreciate you coming on this, man. Thank you all for doing this. Appreciate you.